number four in our summer series, Wisdom That Works. Uh, if you haven't been here uh, yet this summer, we're spending uh, most of the summer in the book of Proverbs. And today we're going to look at specifically God's wisdom regarding the subject of anger. Anger. Two years ago, uh, we did a uh, series called Tongue Trouble, and uh, we saw that anger is actually a gift that God gives all of us. Now, maybe, Paul, you haven't thought about it that way, but anger is actually God's good gift, and it's there to tell us that something is wrong and we need to pay attention. Think about it with me. Uh, how else would you know that maybe somebody is doing something wrong, inappropriate, uh, and, and either to you or someone around you, and, and literally, anger is God's gift, it's God's alarm system telling you something's wrong, wake up, pay attention. And uh, I would remind you that Jesus got angry, and yet he never sinned. So it's a good gift, it's something that even Jesus at time displayed. Don't believe me? Twice it's recorded Jesus went in and flipped over tables, uh, fashioned a whip. Uh, think on that, Selah. And again, I, I would encourage you, just realize anger is not bad. It's actually a good thing. It's a lot like a car alarm that goes off. Think with me now. When your car alarm goes off at 2 a.m. and a bad guy is trying to make away with your car, isn't a car alarm a good thing? Wouldn't you agree? That's a great thing. So uh, it, it's a good thing, but it's not so great if your car alarm is so sensitive that it goes off at the slightest touch. I remember Doug Gabrielson had a car, and you could go and you could just, right outside of his car, just yell at it and yell loud in the car alarm. It was fun, because I'd go in, and when I discovered that, I, I yelled at his car a lot. It was way too sensitive. Or if your neighbors are out of town for the weekend, and, and something bumps up against their car, then the, it blares for hours. Suddenly now that, that car alarm isn't so wonderful. Here's the truth. You ready? Everybody here today at times get, gets angry. There is no exception to that rule. Uh, the truth is we just express or deal with our anger in different ways. And, and I would remind you there are three different ways Everyone here expresses anger, okay? You might want to write them down, and then I would encourage you to think about which one of these three am I? Which one of these three ways of expressing anger is my way, usually? First group of you, uh, some of us here, you are spewers. Um, when your alarm goes off, you tend to splash anger on everybody around you, okay? You get it off your chest and you get your anger known to everybody around you, okay? Uh, some of you, that's just the way the Lord wired you. You are a spewer, and when you get angry, most of the people around you know it. It's not something you easily hide. That's one form of expressing or dealing with anger. Uh, second group of us here today, and I would argue probably in church, this is a pretty large percentage of us, Many of us here today, you are a stuffer of anger. Uh, you believe that it's wrong 
to uh, be angry, or maybe you just say, I, I don't want to acknowledge that I'm angry. And uh, you would even say, even when you are angry, I'm not angry. And you try to smile and you'd grit your teeth and you would deal with anger by denying anger or minimizing anger and pretending that everything's okay. That's a second way of dealing with your anger when the alarm goes off. Um, long time stu stuffers, in, in time, if you don't learn how to better express your anger, uh, you will implode. Uh, imploding means you've heard the siren going on for a long, long time, and after a while, anger turned inwardly on you is not good. It's not healthy. So spewers, you explode. Uh, stuffers implode. And the final group of you here today, you are the ninjas of the anger world, okay? And some of you here today are very skilled at dealing with anger, and you are not, you are not a spewer, you are not a stuffer, you are a leaker, okay? Uh, and here's what I mean. Leakers, uh, they believe that showing anger is wrong. Or at least we don't like, if we're a leaker, we don't like to face people with anger. And I don't want to do any verbal combat and any have any confrontation. So therefore, leakers tend to express their anger when you're least expecting it. Do you understand what I'm saying? In other words, they're going to express their anger probably just not at the time when they're feeling it. They're going to get you back. Uh, they're going to strike back. They, they may procrastinate. They may gossip. They may do it in some silent ninja-like way. But they'll get you back. You just won't know. And, and you won't even maybe know where that's coming from. Again, some of us here today, we are ninjas. We are leakers. So here's my question. You ready? Which of these three is your primary way of expressing anger? And if you're unsure, guess what? The people around you probably are willing to share what your lead way of... Now, now when, when, if, you're, if you're bold and you're willing to... I really don't know. Tell them to be nice, okay? Be nice, but I'd like to know. Do you think I'm a spewer? Do you think I'm a stuffer? Or do you think I'm a leaker? And the truth is, are you ready? I'm going to say it again. All of us express anger in one of those three ways regularly. Okay, so it's not like, well, I don't think I, no, you are one of those. It's just the question of uh, knowing it and acknowledging it and then being willing to learn to deal with the anger. Uh, again, how we process and manage anger in our lives is critical. Because usually anger isn't something that I know is coming. Oftentimes anger is something that comes up and it comes up at unexpected times. Okay? The book of Proverbs has a lot to say about anger and angry people and how we should deal with anger in ourselves and how do I deal with angry people around me. But here's what's interesting. Listen, I wish it was packaged because it would just be easier to preach uh, just in one neat little section. Like, okay, Proverbs 14. Wouldn't it be nice if that was what the, the chapter was on anger? But instead, in God's infinite wisdom, he decided he's going to sprinkle insights and wisdom on anger all over the book of Proverbs. Okay? So, unfortunately, that's not, God, God packaged it differently 
than might be just we can stand and read this chapter. So here's what I've done. I've asked Jay to put up here on the wall, and I've actually added to the back of your bulletin so you can turn back there. But um, we're going to add some, and uh, we're going to read lots about anger that's spread all over the book. You ready? Let's find out what God's Word in the book of Proverbs has to say about us uh, to us regarding the subject of anger. Let's stand, and uh, I would advise you read with the screen, but if you're really uh, ambitious, you can try to follow along in your Bibles as we uh, run all over, okay? Here we go. Let's uh, declare God's word together. The wise fear the Lord and shun evil, but a fool is hot-headed and yet feels secure. A quick-tempered person does foolish things, and the one who devises evil schemes is hated. Whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. A person in wisdom yields patience. It is also to one's glory to overlook an offense. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. And that's it. Let's pray. Lord, uh, thank you for giving us clear direction and uh, giving us your perspective on the subject of anger. Lord, uh, we recognize we do live in angry times. We uh, are surrounded by people who oftentimes express anger in really ugly and inappropriate ways. So Lord, uh, we don't want to live that way. We want to do it according to your word. So Lord, we're asking that you might teach us and guide us and help us to learn how to handle the alarm system of anger that you've given to us in a way that's pleasing and honoring and glorifying to your son, Jesus. Lord, I also recognize that uh, it's not just digging in that's going to change us. We need your Holy Spirit's help. So we invite the third person of the Trinity to come right now and help us to process and interpret and apply your wisdom for our lives, for our marriages, for our families. Lord, uh, we, we need your help. May your spirit have freedom to work now in your church. May, may your spirit have freedom to work in our individual lives. And all the church gathered at Walloon said with emotion. Amen. You got it. Amen. You did a little spewing there, didn't you? That felt good. Uh, what I'd like to do is dig into these verses and grab some wise principles regarding anger. Okay? Uh, Proverbs 22, 24, I'll read it. You can look it up in your Bible. Some of them you'll have on the back. Some of them you won't. That's my bad. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate 
with one easily angered. If you have close friendships, close, it says, associations with people who are angry and expressing it regularly, whether that's spewing, stuffing, or leaking, and you can see it, I'm telling you, if you over time are hanging with angry people, you will catch their anger. If you're with angry people, it's contagious. It's like, uh, it's like the flu, you're gonna catch it. And I'm just telling you, as you spend time and you're hanging and, and you're spending hour after hour with these people, over time, it's just natural, it's normal, you will start thinking and speaking and behaving and following their lead. Or, here's the other option, are you ready? When we hang and associate with angry people, Proverbs 14, 17, a quick-tempered person does foolish things. Ever been around someone who's angry and is prone to doing foolish things? That's the warning here, Proverbs 29, 22. A hot-tempered person commits many sins. So here's the problem. You're, you're making close friendships, close associations with angry people. Either one, you'll begin to join with them in their angry, foolish sin, or two, if you don't join in their angry, foolish sin, you'd say, no, no, I'm stronger than that. Okay, you're going to get hit with the shrapnel when their ticking time bomb of anger explodes around you. One of the very first fistfights I was ever in. I mean, Pastor, you've been in a fistfight? Yes, I have. I'm not, I'm not happy about it, but it's true. But this was one of my first, so you can see they're, they're plural there. Uh, one of my first fistfights... Yeah, yeah, I struggle with anger, it's true. But one of my first ones, I was hanging with a kid named Sean, and, and we're hanging together, and now he comes upon another group, and there's two or three of them, and now Sean's talking big, and he gets ticked at something they're saying, and suddenly now I'm Sean's friend, and I'm in a fist fight because of Sean, and he's angry, and now I get yanked right into it. Do, do you understand? When you're hanging with someone who's angry, some of their angry, bomb-producing shrapnel will go off, and it will damage you and the people around you. So here's what I'm saying. Proverbs is saying wisely here, don't date someone who's got an anger problem. Certainly don't marry someone that you're aware they're handling anger poorly. Even if it's not the explosion kind, if you realize they're imploding, don't marry them either. If they're a ninja when it comes to anger, especially don't marry them, okay? Because they're going to get you while you're sleeping. Um, <laughs> don't hire someone, bosses, who you realize has an angry reputation. Um, if you're looking for a job, listen, It'd be better that you have no job than go to work for an angry boss. Do a little homework. Find out who you're about to be under their authority. Uh, don't spend lots of time with folks who are angry, whether they're spewing or leaking or stuffing. Okay? 
If you ignore this warning, two things will happen. Either one, you're going to get infected with it, and then you'll start following their poor example, or you will have deep wounds to show because their foolish, sinful anger will at times explode on you. Another chunk of wisdom. Go back to God's word. Proverbs 29, verse 11. A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. Hmm. It's true on that one. A fool gives full vent to his anger, 29-11, but a wise man keeps himself under control. Couple that with Proverbs 19-11. People with good sense restrain their anger. It's to one's glory to overlook an offense. Okay, your, your anger alarm is going off. Uh, something or someone is irritating you or bugging you or treating you want, wrongly or unfairly. Something is going on and now your alarm is going off. Uh, you can give full vent to your anger now and you can yell at the cashier who is clearly incompetent and moving at a snail's pace. And doesn't she realize that I need to be somewhere right now? Or we can lay on the horn. Because obviously the person in front of me got their license from a Cracker Jack box. And they have no business driving. Or we can shout at our child who has spilled his drink for the second time this week. What are you, three? Yes, you are three. <laughs> Sorry. We can seethe. Some of us seethe on the inside. We're, we're burning up, but I got a smile. And that's probably more likely. You're, you're angry and you, you could explode, but you know that's, that's not good form. So you just plaster a smile. Here, here's, here's what I'm suggesting. When you hit those situations, you, you can either act on your spewing, stuffing, or leaking, or you can pause and ask the Lord for some help in the moment. And, and I think that's the critical thing, is to pause when you feel the alarm of anger going off. Am I going to fire off an arrow prayer right now, or am I just going to let it go the way I normally express anger? Look at verse 11 of chapter 19. I think this is interesting. We've got to remember it's to the glory. Remember, it's to one's glory to overlook an offense. Um, I think it's to Jesus' glory when someone is messed up big time on me and I don't explode on them. I don't smile, but I'm, I'm burning on the inside, or I don't look for a ninja opportunity. Listen closely. It's to Jesus' glory when I'm able to forgive and move on. Now let me give you two practical suggestions on this. First, uh, you got to every day make sure you get yourself full of Jesus. That's like 101, and I hope you know that, but let me remind you, before you head out for your day, before you encounter difficult, messing up, slow people who are going to impinge on you, here's what you got to do. You got to get yourself full of Jesus or you're in trouble. You're going to be angry and you'll express it in your way. 
That's why my rule now, when I get in the car, the radio stays off until I get myself full of Jesus. And I would just encourage you, if you have a good thing here in northern Michigan, you got to drive usually 15, 20 minutes. That means you've got 20 minutes to get you off the throne and get Jesus on. To deal with sin and garbage that you haven't dealt with. So make sure you're right with Jesus. Maybe it's when you're in the bathroom and you're shaving, you're doing your stuff, you're painting your face, whatever the case might be. Get your armor on. Get Jesus on. That, that's imperative. Okay, second thing, you ready? When you know you're headed into a stressful situation, even though you took the time this morning, now it's in the afternoon, you better once again get refilled. And, and I know this customer, right Preston? I've been here before and they're not nice, or I know this, this encounter with my boss, or this circumstance is ripe with ugliness. And I bet you know that, Susan, before you walk in the room, uh, th this has the potential to be ugly, okay? When you know that's coming, take five minutes, take two minutes, and ask, Lord, help me here. Help me to get ready. Help, help me to get my armor on. Help me to get, give me wisdom, give me self-control. Lord, fill me with patience and kindness right now. Now, why would I want to go through all that trouble? Think about it. Why, Pastor Jeff, why would I want to spend my life that way? Why on earth would I do that? That sounds like work. Are you ready? Because that's how Jesus has treated us, and it all flows from the cross. When you mess up, when you make a mistake, when you don't do it well, Jesus doesn't yell and get angry at you. Did you know that? Jesus took the hit for all of our garbage on the cross. And when we mess up, and when we're ugly and mean, and, and for me, that's more than I like to admit, listen closely, Jesus is long-suffering with me. You know what long-suffering is? That's the King James Version for the word what? Anybody know? Patient. He's patient with me. He shows me grace and mercy. When, when, he, when I deserve, here's what God should do to me a lot, just like that, right in the head. And you know what he does? He shows me patience and kindness and grace. And he does the same for you. That's why I take the time to get my anger under control. Lord, because you show me such forgiveness and kindness on me. Now I'm going to pass it on. And look again at 29.11. Proverbs 20. And when we overlook an offense when we're patient and kind and forgiving to others, that brings glory. It's glory. It means, literally, they see glory in you, but it's not you, is it? Who is it? It's Jesus in you, enabling you to shine bright. So it brings glory to the Lord. I try when I run into folks like that. I don't always do this. But normally when I see somebody who's mean and ornery and, and they're angry, um, here's what I try to say. Jesus, that person needs you real bad. Jesus, that person needs you front and center in their life. Work powerfully in them uh, and help your glory to shine through me, even on that person who, who's clearly uh, having a hard day. One more chunk of wisdom and we're done this morning. Uh, Proverbs 10, 19. Okay? Proverbs 10 and verse 19. 
and Denise has helped me with this verse, um, and she's right. This is, this is scripture where words are many, sin is not absent. That's such a good verse, but at first you don't get it. Where words are many, think about it, sin is not absent. Say it with me so you'll get it, okay? Where words are, sin is not what? Not absent, okay? Lots of words. Now your alarm's going off. You're starting to feel the temperature rise inside of you. Lots of words in an angry situation is just like this, okay? Uh, got a little bit of a fire going. Now I'm going to pour a gallon of gasoline on it, okay? And how's that going to work out? What happens? Pour a gallon of gasoline on a small fire. What happens? I nearly burned the big pine tree down in front of our house few years ago okay I thought the little fire needed some help and uh, I mean this is like 75 it went way up there um, I'm just telling you lots of words in a tense situation is going to inflame it and sin is going to be the result sin is going to happen so I'm just telling you, when, when you sense the tension and the anger building, are you ready? Lord, help me to be quiet right now. Guard my mouth. Help me to refuse to add accelerant that will make this situation a burning inferno. And second, Proverbs 15.1, similar. A gentle answer turns away wrath. Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath. I've discovered that most of the time when I get myself into trouble, it's not the words I'm saying. Are you ready? It's the tone and the volume. Men, can I get an amen? Don't leave me alone up here. Okay? It's usually the tone and the volume that causes strife. And he's just saying, this is, this is like, wow, brilliant. If I can just tone the volume down and tone down uh, the, the, the tense of my, my voice, this is probably going to make the situation really, really go out all by itself. Watch your volume, watch your tone, and it's amazing. Suddenly, situations that were volatile suddenly now kind of go out on their own. The fact is this, ready? We live in an angry world. Everywhere around us, people are angry and upset and expressing their anger in such inappropriate and ugly ways. And for some of us here today, this is like your big issue in life. I'm, some of you, this is your major entangling, besetting sin. For some of you here today, this is your fatal flaw. And if you don't get this one under control, it has the potential to destroy you. And for all of us, because listen close, all of us get angry. Anger has the potential in all of our lives, left unchecked, to destroy our marriages. Well, I, I'm just a stuffer. No, no, if it destroys you from the inside and you implode, that is ugly as well, even though you do it with a smile on your face. It has the potential to destroy your children. 
Anger has ugly effects on our children. And then it goes on to generations. It has the potential to destroy us on the job. It has the potential to destroy our friendships. And perhaps worst of all, listen, to damage our reputation for Jesus. Anger uncontrolled. People look at that and they say, no, no, I don't want anything to do with that. If that's Jesus, I don't want anything to do with it. Let me encourage you. Summer challenge is still on. Keep on digging in and reading every day. Today is what, the 14th? Today I'm going to read Proverbs 14. And tomorrow when I get up, what am I going to read? Proverbs what? This is the challenge until the end of August. Why? Because I want God's wisdom to marinate my mind and my heart and my soul. Lord, I need to get your wisdom on my hard drive. Let's learn specifically today how to manage our anger in a godly, biblical, Jesus-honoring way. Let's pray as we close. Lord, uh, thank you for the clarity of your word. It, it's, it's pretty blunt, it's clear, it's understandable, and Lord, I'm grateful that it relates to everyday life. So thank you for your book. It's alive. And now, Lord, I pray that you might take your word and apply it specifically to our lives. Right where we're at, we're listening. Speak. Some of you might say, well, I don't think I'm angry. I just get exasperated. Well, I'm not real angry. I just get impatient or I get irritated. That's uh, putting a nice coat of paint on anger. Anyone say, Lord, I, I need your wisdom to get applied to my life because my anger is affecting those around, it's affecting me, and it's affecting those around me. Could be you're a stuffer, or a leaker, or a spewer. It doesn't really matter, matter how you express anger. The truth is, if you're not dealing and managing your anger with the Lord's help, the effects can be devastating. Anybody just lift up your hand and say, that's me. Lord, you're talking to me. I, I, as I think about my life, anger's not, not so good right now. Anybody? Anybody else? Lord, you're, you're talking to me. Anybody in the balcony? Or all of you got your anger under control up there? Yeah. yeah. Lord, uh, I, I pray for my friends here. Teach us all to deal with anger in a way that is honoring and glorifying to your son, Jesus. I pray that you'd help us to choose friends and associate wisely with folks who are not obviously ugly and out of control with their anger. And, and Lord, if we've already created relationships with people who are angry, and maybe we're even stuck in relationships with angry people, give us wisdom. Lord, help us to uh, keep our anger under control daily as we walk with your son, as we get full 
of his spirit. And Lord, as we're about to enter angry situations and circumstances, Lord, give us the ability to uh, get quiet with you for a few moments so we're ready. And Lord, help us to keep quiet and keep the volume and tone gentle. Lord, uh, we're grateful that through the cross, Lord, you don't treat us the way we deserve. You, uh, you show us grace and forgiveness and mercy and patience, and Lord, help us to pass that on to others. It's my prayer. And now, Lord, as the ushers come forward, as we uh, give our gifts to those who are hurting in our church family, Lord, as we give gifts to those in our community who uh, are in need of the food pantry, Lord, may these gifts be multiplied and received with gladness as a gift of love from you. Lord, uh, thank you for enabling us to be able to give freely to others. And Lord, we recognize everything we have in life, every dollar in our pocket, every gift that we enjoy, that's a gift from you. So now, Lord, as we pass it on, we pass it on in your name and to the glory of Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray all these things. Amen.